0: Well, hello there, it's Cat Lady Justin, this is the Kitty Boss, where we pick, pamper and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. I know our friend Pam is watching the Crocheting Cat Behaviorist because she already said, hey, so shout out to the loveliest crocheter on earth who makes the loveliest things for your cats and for you too. So hi, Pam, this is Justin, and I have a very special episode for you today. So obviously this is the Catching Up Monthly episode with Dr. Rachel Geller, but Wait until you hear this. So rather than spend a lot of time on one topic, we're actually gonna go rapid fire on a whole bunch of topics, a half a dozen topics or so, because there are, this is an awareness month, uh, but it's an awareness on a whole bunch of different topics. So without further ado, let's bring in our uh, favorite guest, Dr. Rachel Geller uh, for our monthly catch up. It's always great to see your happy face and hear your happy voice. Dr. Rachel, welcome back to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm um, well, Justin. Thanks for having me this month. I'm really excited about our format today. It sounds great.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about this today. It's not by design. This is done by uh, by, 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 just fate, because, to, because get this. All right, so I, I already shared it with you backstage, but uh, May happens to be, of course, May the 1st is May Day. We know that, but that's over and done with. But it also happens to be uh, Asthma Awareness Month, Anxiety Awareness Month, Borderline Personality Disorder Awareness Month. Sleep Awareness Month, the 7th through the 13th. So we're actually almost at the end now, but we're in Sleep Awareness Week. The 21st is World Meditation Day, and it's also Arthritis Awareness Month. So we have all of these different things to be aware of this month. And you know what? We can definitely spin them for cats because here at the Kitty Boss, and of course with Dr. Rachel, we can pretty much spin anything to to go with cats uh, because we are cat mad Uh, no no we are uh, magical uh, creatures so uh, (laughs) so I thought we'd talk about all of those things all of those things uh, today and I'm just checking to make sure I didn't miss one so actually uh, I kind of misinformed you so uh, it's not asthma awareness month the the second of May was actually asthma awareness day uh, and, and we'll talk about that because okay. it's relevant to cats. And my father had asthma. So uh, he, he suffered with asthma most of his life. I remember the inhalers and he called them popka and, and uh, whatever. And uh, so I remember all of that. So we, we should talk about it. Um, and we will talk about it definitely. If there's anything you can think of that relates to May Day, uh, which was the first, also over and done with at this point we can add that into so let's talk about asthma first and foremost because my dad had asthma so it's in the family i lucked out i didn't get it uh, allergies instead so we can maybe hint at that a little bit because i know a solution you want a cat but you think you can't get one because of the time because of the money so we know how to disprove that one already it is the kitty boss book coming soon uh, it fits any budget. Plus there's your, uh, amazing, uh, nonprofit organization, all cats all the time. So, you know, if you're struggling with money, uh, all cats all the time via Dr. Rachel's website, which we'll talk about and share a little bit later, uh, has everything that you need to, to fit any budget literally. But, um, let's say you can't, you think you can't get a cat cause you've got allergies. You're allergic to cats. <gasps> we have a solution to that too. And, uh, it's not relevant to our guest today, but you know, these ladies at the two crazy cat ladies, they have a solution. So at the kittyboss.com forward slash two crazy, the number two C-R-A-Z-Y, you can go and learn more. Just look up allergies and you'll see what I'm talking about. That's not the point of the show though. So back to asthma, uh, some people might be suffering from asthma. So when it comes to cats, do you know what? That never stopped my dad from getting a cat. He had cats when he was growing up. We always had cats, us growing up. So ever since he's a child, and now he takes care of lots of cats. So never stopped him, but there are people who think, oh, there's a- I've got asthma or my daughter has asthma or whatever, so we can't get a cat. So what would you say to that?
1: Well, my husband has asthma and we uh-huh. have two cats. So I would say, you know, it's it's very possible. You know, I think the the key is, you know, with anything is having, um, having good medical care, having good um, understanding of how your particular asthma is caused. There is a lot of people think it's the cat's fur, but it could be the dander, it could be the saliva. So there are all kinds of things that go into it. So having a really good diagnosis, having a really good understanding of where your particular problem is stemming from is very, very important. And and, you know, with anything, um, staying on top of things, you know, maintenance. um, There are all kinds of things you can do with keeping your house clean and keeping the air in your house clean. There are all kinds of remedies with that. Um, but I also want to point out that your cat can have asthma as well. And, Uh um, you know, we talk a lot about people having asthma, but cats can also have asthma. So it's really important if you see your cat panting, if you see your cat sort of gasping for breath, that that's not normal for a cat. So if you do see that in your cat, just like you would, you know, in a human, be sure to seek out um, veterinary help for that, because I don't think people realize that a cat as well as a human can't have asthma, but definitely short bullet answer. I know we are doing a short answer today. Um, asthma is definitely necessarily not at all um, a reason to not get a cash.
0: Yeah, and and that's a good point that you brought up because I saw a video on social media of a cat that that had the asthma, and so it's something that we need to be aware of. If your cat has asthma, you should help your cat, <laughs> help your cat overcome this this uh, this thing. Uh, asthma and allergies often go together, which is why I kind of threw yeah. that in there. Uh, and I had allergies growing up, so it's uh, it's very relevant. But yeah, so cats can have asthma too. So uh, so asthma awareness day happened uh, last week. But we need to be aware that uh, it's uh, aware. (laughs) There you go. We need to be aware that cats can have asthma too, and we can help them, and we should help them if you hear those signs that Dr. Rachel talked about. So um, let's move on to the, or before we move on to the next one, I wanted to to show you this one. So uh, I mentioned that last month, April was my birthday. Oh, I, I think if I hold it near my face, it's- oh, there you
1: there. go, perfect, perfect. There perfect. you go, yeah, right thinks there. It's my
0: face. It's a book called "How to Tell If Your Cat Is Plotting to Kill You." <laughs> Apparently, a number one New York Times bestseller. But it's it's really cute. It's it's full of uh, cartoons, and this, it's very very amusing. If anybody happens to know uh, the author, uh, send him our way because I'd love to talk to him. I'll try to get a hold of him. Um, but uh, in any event, if you if you know who if you know him, send him our way so that I can uh, interview this this uh, very very funny and clever cartoonist and author who wrote this really charming book that was a birthday present uh, from my partner, along with this little uh, cat pen. You can see a little oh. kitty cat pen. So it's really cute, and a bunch of other stuff that uh, that we oh, will yeah. talk about. I have
1: one of those too. This is my. Oh pen. yeah.
0: that's even a bigger more obvious one than (laughs) mine all right cool so so we've done the asthma so this month or let's talk about this week because this week from the 7th until the 13th which is tomorrow and of course if you're listening to this and it's not may and it's in the future that's fine all of these issues are relevant to you as well If you're in another hemisphere doesn't matter uh it was uh water water awareness sort of week water intake water hydration let's stay hydrated you know for humans that's super important but it's even kind of more important for cats, too, because cats have a tendency, which some people do, too. I know I have this problem, honestly, myself, uh, which is we we don't drink enough water. We get dehydrated and we don't even know it. Sometimes we think we're hungry, but we're really thirsty or whatever it is. Or we just go for too long and forget to, to take a sip from our water bottle or whatever. Uh, cats are even more so prone to this because they're originally desert creatures. And so they have a tendency not to do that. And if you feed your cat kibble, it's even more important for them to get hydrated because there's no hydration in the food. If you give them wet food, that's generally where they get most of their hydration from. They still need to have access to clean drinking water. But there you go. My cats, uh, I have to add a little water into the wet food itself because they don't drink enough on their own and they'll end up with like crystals in the urine and other signs of dishydration. So if you see pink wee-wee in the litter box, pink is generally a sign of crystals. Nothing to panic. They're probably dehydrated, but definitely take them to the vet to make sure there's nothing else going on. Uh, But uh, it's it's really important. So there's all these issues. And of course, you always remind us of the importance of uh, the clean water and getting rid of that gross film on it. Your cat doesn't want to drink that. So so there you go so that's that's water so let's talk a little bit more uh quickly about water and anything else that you'd like to say about water or teach us about water or make sure that we don't forget
1: yeah well you're right i i i'm always reminding people to get rid of that little microfilm on the water because um it might seem relatively innocuous to us but cats do really hate that um layer so yeah so it's really important to get our cats to drink enough water um your uh, your tip of putting water extra water into the wet food is a great one um it's a really easy way for to just in a benign way get more water into your cat system if your cats do only eat dry food you can do the same thing you can sprinkle a little bit of water onto the dry food you know just enough if your cat really likes that crunch just enough so the dry food absorbs the water it'll be that much more water that your cat is getting Um, make sure the water bowls are long and narrow, not deep. If the water bowls are too deep, the whiskers will rub against the sides and cats don't like that when they're drinking water. So make sure the water bowls are narrow and long rather more rather than more like small and deep. Um, last, there are some cats who really need to see that running water. So for those cats, you may want to invest into a, into, um, a water fountain they are all different types you know there are ones that are battery operated there are ones that are wi-fi there are ones that are plugged in i have one that's a motion detector in it so it only turns on i only hear the noise when the cat is close to it so some people don't like that <laughs> noise of the of the fountain running all the time i have one that like lets you know when the cat's near it turns on so um but you know you don't have to spend a lot of money a nice clean bowl that is shallow um that's, doesn't have the microfilm on it is clean regularly the water is always fresh will definitely do the trick
0: yeah and i mean the the um the the interesting thing is that my cats unlike your cats don't like the the fountains so i tried i tried i left that thing there for a long long time a year or more and then i got rid of it because they just wouldn't drink out of it and it was just a fountain in the middle of my living room which was (laughs) useless to everyone uh, so there you go. So just remember that cat hydration yep. is super important. We have someone that says if, if your cat ever figures out how to operate a can opener, yes, it is out to at least give you a warning. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> uh, gotcha. Uh, again, I, I can't no. see who you are. Uh, you might want to reveal that later. It's It has to do with the configuration on probably on Facebook um, or maybe you're watching this on youtube but uh that is very clever yes indeed yes, and of course our good friend and, and your biggest fan michael says great show as usual just poking in great cat top dr g ah yes the cat, oh, top, yeah. it's,
1: the it's, cat definitely, top. it's definitely
0: it's definitely a really nice one isn't it i i'm wearing just the <laughs> same one i always wear so it's just i got my cat pin my cat patch and, and that's it, but that's I, that's one I haven't seen yet. so that is a cool one. So thanks Thank for pointing <laughs> for pointing that out, Michael. Um, so anyway, so uh, I, I want to talk about cat meditation later because it's the 21st is national Meditation day. But the reason I want to bring that up is not necessarily that cats meditate, but there actually is a history of meditation. there is a cat meditation that you do that requires an, a, a cat in order to do this meditation technique and it's pretty funny and it's pretty cool to think how it came the history of it so i want to tell you about it i'll tell you about it a little bit later in the show uh just to leave a little cliffhanger there uh and also because one of our friends that that we know who actually is, is here in the uk as well does a lot of uh meditation and energy work with cats and will help a person sort of tap into messages from their cat but you know tapping into uh to some higher higher power and it's very very cool the warning w again n- not sure what you mean the warning w but okay if you can let us know we'll, we'll figure that one out so more on meditation later um but there's there's two issues here that really surround uh mental health The warning was from Mark Golden. Ah, oh. gotcha. So Mark,
1: get howdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Another another one of your biggest fans. And uh, we, we love you, Mark and Michael and everybody who listens. So thank you. Yes, thank you for, for being there. Uh, so anxiety and borderline personality disorder. It is the awareness month for both of those things. Um, but let's, uh, and they're all, there's something that surround mental health, right? And the interesting thing about that is that everybody knows at this point that cats can and will help with your mental health. So will dogs, uh, any pet really? I mean, generally we favor mammalian uh, contact. So will a reptile or a fish help with your? Probably a little bit, but not to the same extent. It's that, mama, it's that mammal, that contact with a with a with a mammal that really has been shown in most studies to to help with mental health. They, I don't think they've wrapped a, a, a boa around someone's head or, or neck, and that has re- relaxed them. I don't think that's really happened in studies. Like, here you go, let's see, let's try to release your anxiety, and, uh, okay, here's a python. Would you like to hold that and have it wrap around your neck like a scarf? I'm, I'm
1: getting anxious just listening to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not happening, really. So, So we're talking about mammals. I mean, it could be bunnies and all that, but cats and dogs in the main. Um, on on the mental health. And when it comes to borderline personality disorder, uh, there's only a joke to be made there, which is that cats have nine lives and lots of personalities. <laughs> there's the zoomy one, the nice one. Anyway, but that's just a joke. But it will, cats have been proven to help with the mental health of a human. That is without question. But there's a special additional degree when it comes to anxiety. And I always talk about it because it's one of the reasons I worship cats. And that is that they don't just help with your mental health; they also have this additional feature, uh, which is awesome, which is they can activate the PER mechanism. They can activate the PER mechanism that uh, has been shown in many, many studies at many universities and scientific laboratories, and all that kind of stuff, all that good stuff. That that PER ha- has the frequency. If you measure the frequency, that actually resonates and will lower the cortisol levels in a human will reduce, in other words, reduce your stress levels, reduce your anxiety, will it cure it? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it will lower it and will help. And it's been shown to physically do that. So while a dog is a wonderful creature, they don't physically heal you. They'll do things for you physically, like they'll fetch something that you need. A service dog will go get a notebook. You tell them, I'll get my towel. It'll get your towel. Um, So they'll do all those things. That's why they're brilliant. But they don't heal you a cat will actually start buzzing or purring and it'll heal you and it's and it's the only creature on this planet that does that and there are even healing frequencies there are even cds like i have one if anybody wants it i, I don't sell it so just let me know send me a message i'll, I'll be happy to sh- to tell you where it's at uh ambiology pet waves i think it's called they have a dog one too and it it's it's calming for cats but it's calming for humans as well. And it's based on that frequency of the purr. So it starts out with a, you know, so it's it's an amazing little audio track. I love it, my cats love it. And uh, and it's based on that. And so when it comes to anxiety, cats will physically reduce your anxiety as well as emotionally and all that. So I wanted to, to really talk about that for a minute. So anything to add there, Dr. Rachel?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is, it is quite amazing that, you know, cats really do have that healing capability. Um, I would add one thing, and that is that um, cats can also have mental illness. Cats can
0: have
1: have anxiety. Cats can have stress. Cats can have fear. Cats can have um, compulsions, just like people. So I really like to put it out there that um, I I personally, as a cat behaviorist, have Mm -hmm. zero problem giving a cat medication. You know, if a human being needs medication to get about in this world and be happy and, be, and survive, um, we would not hesitate at all to give that person the necessary medication. And I feel exactly the same way about cats. Um, cats, just like us, can have different um, chemical imbalances, different neurological disorders, different anxiety, whether it's, you know, chemical, neurological, or um, environmental, just like the things we deal with. So if your cat does have have anxiety, you know, please do seek out veterinary help because we are so lucky that we live in an age where we really understand cat anxiety and and, um, cat mental illness, you know, as well as we understand human anxiety and mental illness. Hmm.
0: So that's uh, that's good to know. That's, you know, something that we learn every we learn about now is that uh, cats can actually also suffer from uh, uh, mental anxiety, basically, and other other conditions. Uh, like a human can and yeah. don't do what this person I heard about on the internet does which is the cat was peeing outside the litter box so she brought it to the vet for euthanasia don't oh. do that luckily the vet didn't didn't go with it the vet uh, took t- took the cats uh, convinced this this psychopath to sign the cat over to, to the vet the vet took the cat got it adopted really quickly and the cat has a happy life in a forever home now but what kind of moron And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm being really mean here. But if you're the type of person who has a minor issue like the cat wee-weeing outside of the litter box, which is easily solvable, you go to the vet, you you take care of it, you talk to Dr. Rachel, job done, and you're going to euthanize this. And it was a beautiful one, too, this blue-eyed, beautiful Himalayan thing. You're going to euthanize a gorgeous animal for that? Then there's something really wrong with you. You should be the one. No, I'm not going to go there. So in that case, uh, so so our friend Pam the crochet says, "I get my daily dose of kitty therapy several times a day." I mean, so do I. I, get, I must get it a dozen times a day, you know, whether it's the purr or just a cuddle or just a play, whatever it is. Uh, my cat's definitely helped me all throughout the day, and it's uh, it's amazing. Um, and I think this this is probably Mark again saying it has been my experience that mammal contacts uh, contact generates a release of oxytoc- oxytocin. Uh, which is a uh, uh, not the um it's not a drug. That's the uh, neurotransmitter within the human brain, right? Yeah. Oxytocin, because uh, it sounds like oxycontin. It's not. It's a. It's, it's not the drug. We're talking about the neurotransmitter naturally produced in your body. Uh, since my dear cat Angel died, and I really miss her. Yeah, uh, that's uh, of course. Yeah, and and by the way, our good friend Doctor Vivica uh, uh, Seymour is a. Um, pet bereavement specialist so if you need uh assistance more than what you can handle by yourself then definitely reach out to her via our our group the kitty boss uh or you can reach out to me and i'll connect you to to uh to vibica oh it's not mark again this is the the sort of frailty on on this system is uh i can't see your name it just says facebook users i know you're on facebook um and and one earlier was mark so i'm not quite sure who who this is but uh whoever you are yeah if you need um if you need help let's just let us know so uh but if your cats need help you know you need to to let your vet know or let dr rachel know as well because that's really really important because they can't help you if they're in distress so get get them helped and sometimes
1: behavioral or environmental or more enrichment but sometimes it really is chemical you know neurological or some type of you know, um, PTSD, a trauma that the cat had in her past. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: which, of had. course, many of our friends who do rescuing and re- yes. and that kind of stuff, they'll, yes. they'll they'll take in cats that have those kind of issues. Yes. Uh, so the next thing on the list here uh, is um, sleep. So we actually happen to know and have interviewed on another podcast, which I used to have um, called Just an Answer. Uh, I interviewed the, probably the world's foremost sleep doctor, Dr. Michael Bruce, an amazing uh, sleep expert and doctor, so uh, so he's so so sleep is something I'm very aware of, and I'm very aware of my sleep. And as everyone knows, cats sleep a lot, <laughs> so they definitely sleep a lot more than people do. Uh, some people, most people, uh, and so when it comes to cat uh, and uh, sleeping, there are normal amounts of sleep that a cat does. And then there are excessive amounts of sleep, which can be a sign of, a, of an issue, it can be a sign of a, you know anxiety or, or maybe a sign of ill health or depression or something like that going on with the cat. But normally they should be sleeping quite a lot, as as we know. So let's talk just a little bit about cat sleep. So we have to, the, the environment, The uh, should we wake them up? Because they certainly have no issues waking us up if they want something. Uh, so... And of course there's snoring because like my Emily snores you know and that's kind of funny um and so what should we be aware around that and and other stuff so uh, let's talk about sleep and cats for a bit
1: all right you got it so um yeah so if if a cat is sleeping too much you know we do want to break up their daytime napping we don't want our cats to be sleeping all day long so I mean, anyone who listens to me knows that I'm a big advocate of interactive play with a fishing pole or a wand type toy. But I understand if you're working during the day, whether it's you know, outside of the house or remotely from your home, you can't be playing with your cat all day long. So the, for me, the best solution for this is a type of toy called a puzzle feeder. The um, main benefit of a puzzle feeder is it mimics a hunt and it mimics like that challenge and strategy that the cat would have when a cat is hunting. So when a cat is hunting, you know, he's planning, he's strategizing, he's thinking about his, new mo- his next move, he's sizing up the situation. So puzzle feeders are the same way. They have The cat has to overcome some type of a challenge to um, accomplish a task and get the puzzle feeder to dole out the food. And this is a terrific way to break up a cat's daytime sleeping and to um, provide enrichment for your cat. A lot of times cats sleep too much just because they're bored. So puzzle feeders are a terrific solution as our interactive activity toys. And then, you know, when you are home, playing with a cat with a fishing pole or a wand type toy is terrific. For, um, you know, you mentioned how they have no problem waking us up. Um, It's often because of that lack of play and lack of stimulation during the day. So if you think about um, our schedules and the cat's schedules, right? Like we're busy during the day with our work or our daily activities. We come home at the end of a long day and we want to sit on the couch and relax. But your cat, on the other hand, may have been spending most of her day napping. So when you come home, she's like, "All right, you're home. You know, I'm my time. For- yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for some real interaction." So you're winding down, and she's revving up, and eventually that, you know, natural pent up energy is just going to be too much to hold back, and then you get woken up at four in the morning. So play, you know. Um, the puzzle feeders during the day will break up her de- um, daytime napping, the interactive activity toys will, will provide stimulation, mm-hmm. and then when you get home, a couple of interactive play sessions with a fishing pole toy will um, push that hunt-eat-sleep cycle later into the night, which means she'll sleep, sleep later throughout the morning.
0: But what about that cat? Like, like She doesn't do this every night, but sometimes Charlotte will not come upstairs and sleep in the bed. So she'll stay downstairs. And then at some point at two, three, four, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, she'll start that howling as if it's a mating call, right? And and, and it's like, uh, and I'm like, oh, and then it's of course too cute. So I'm like, Charlotte, and I call her. I want her to come up, you know? And sometimes she'll pop up. Sometimes she'll make me come down and get her. Sometimes, you she'll know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> and I'm just like, so is that is that because it's a day that she's bored you think or she's just wanting some attention or she's just like where are you and i'm like "Oh my. and she expects yeah. me to come and get her i mean do, do you have any inkling what that could be about
1: well a little bit of all of the above and i will say that the first time you respond to that you know now you're psyched because she has now learned <laughs> she yells in that certain tone for that certain length of time um she's going to get you know your attention, and, and that's okay if you don't mind. Some people really mind it, but you know, if you don't mind it, it's really not a big deal. Uh, is
0: there anything to do about it? Because I mean, I, I, I know I'm I, I've responded to it, I, I can't not, I don't know how not to respond to that. It's just too, it's almost like heartbreaking, you know. But uh, so, so uh, is, well, the, is there anything to do, yeah. do about it?
1: The closer to your bedtime that you can do an interactive play session with a fishing polar wand type toy, the better. Because when you play with the toy in a way that mimics a hunt, you put your cat into her hunt, eat, sleep cycle. So the closer you can do that to bedtime, the longer that sleep cycle is going to go on the other end. So if you do it a few hours before bed, you may get a cat waking up, you know, you waking up in the middle of the night. But if you do it right before bed, like the last thing you do before you close your eyes, you're gonna extend that sleep cycle on the other end.
0: Oh, right and then sometimes she sleeps under the bed which is really strange because like she she'll she normally has her place here and then occasionally she chooses to go like sleep under me and I'm wondering whether that's more maybe of an energy thing she's feeling there's something off about me or maybe I'm snoring or something too much that and so she's going under there anyway I'll have to ask her
1: <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so do that report back
0: because <laughs> that's that's just a, a, a unique feature of Charlotte because Emily doesn't do that Emily is always on the bed very consistent and she she's also very consistent at you know sleeping with the on there whereas charlotte's not that consistent so uh i said we talk about uh meditation and so we have that yet to talk about and we also have arthritis to talk about so um let's talk about the arthritis first and arthritis is interesting because some cats do get that and of course we get that and um when they get older it's more of a feature and both my cats are now considered senior cats, so they luckily don't have arthritis. But some cats could end up with, you know, feline arthritis. And so, what what should we do about that? And um, and then and then I and then our friend Jennifer says, "Can I ask an off-topic question?" Well, as long as it's about cats, I mean, if you ask me a question about dogs, neither one of us are dog experts, uh, nor are we uh, marriage experts. Uh, or counselors or anything of the sort. So if it's about cats, then sure, go ahead and pop it in there and we'll definitely answer it. Uh, And in the meantime, we'll talk a little bit more about arthritis.
1: Yeah. So so number one thing consideration for arthritic cats is the litter box. You Mm -hmm. really want to make sure you consider the sides of your litter box. So if the litter box is high sided or the sides are just too high for your arthritic cat, she's not going to want to climb over those sides because it's going to hurt her is going to cause her pain. So really think about um, having a low sided litter box if you have an arthritic cat or even a litter pan. Or I've even had some clients who have cats who are so arthritic that I've suggested using a cookie sheet or a baking sheet for a litter box as opposed to a traditional box. So you know, if you're if you have an arthritic cat and you're noticing litter box problems, chances are, you know, the cat is just having a lot of pain climbing up over those sides into the box. Um, yeah. the other thing with an arthritic cat that you want to consider is cats still need to play whether they have, whether they have arthritis or not. So modify your style of play and rather than doing play that, you know, involves a toy going up in the air, do more ground level play, you know, so do more play that would mimic a uh, maybe a mouse scurrying on the ground rather than a bird flying in the air.
0: Ah, oh, that's a good, a good point. Yeah. And then, and then if, uh, you have cats like mine who like to sleep in the bed. You might need to put a little stepping stool or something yeah. so that they can actually still get on it and so and so they don't have the additional heartbreak of no longer being able to sleep with you because yeah. that's that's important for them i mean for people like me and you probably it's important for us like i know people who are like i'm not the only one who really can't sleep without their cat i mean i don't know if she's listening but my friend deb Who lives near not too far from here? She lost her beloved cat of a long time, and she says she's she can't really sleep without her, and that's really sad. So, um, uh, so uh,
1: yeah. There's all kinds of kitty ramps and kitty stairs. There's all kinds of adaptive things for cats who are older, have arthritis, or even overweight cats benefit from a lot of that too.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm not even sure that maybe actually this Facebook user who, who lost a cat named Angel because that actually I think was the name of the cat. I, I don't know if I remember correctly because I, I have you know a lot of friends. so so I think that might actually even be her. So it's um, uh, so it's a real feature. So sleep is really important not just for the cats but for you too. you know oh, sure. Some people need their cats to sleep. I, I don't sleep very well even when when I travel, mainly because I miss my cats. I, I like how I feel reassured when they're there uh especially both of them but at least one of them and so it's really uh, a very important thing to know that your sleep is affected by the cat and the cat's sleep is affected by by you so we have a question from jennifer which is great so my sweetie pukes and poops blood if she eats anything but the hills science diet i feed her she's very thin but acts normal as long as she eats the one food she does okay is this typical i don't think it's typical because uh most cats can eat a variety of food and most cats actually do very very well on raw food diet but your cat sounds like you know a sweetie has a health condition that requires a special diet and so she you know eats that diet and anything else disturbs her so uh i'm assuming this was a diet prescribed by the vet yeah uh and so that uh is it's not the, the answer to that is no it's not typical uh but it's peculiar to your cat and that's that's the diet i I would not recommend switching that if if you notice that the cat does that so um,
1: this food particularly if this food was prescribed by your vet you know i agree with what justin just said um it's not typical but it's not unheard of either um i have a lot of clients whose cats you know there's like this one food that they can eat and that's it Mm -hmm. and that's what they have to stay on um i have cats who the only food they can eat is like I had this one client, and it was prescribed by a vet. The only food they could eat was something that was like a mixture of pea and duck, like something very, very mm-hmm. plain. But that was what that cat needed for her skin allergy. So, um right. while not typical, it's not unheard of. You know, it's uncommon, but it does happen that for whatever your cat's particular chemistry and digestive issues, you know, just like people, right? There's some yeah. that just cannot eat a certain thing. No matter how yeah. much you would want to and um you know if we veer from that diet we get ill so our cats yeah. can have the same problem. i
0: mean some some people are gluten intolerant some people can't have this can't have that uh, some people break out when they have chocolate or you know or are sensitive yeah. to tomatoes or sneeze when they have citrus i mean everybody has food sensitivities intolerances or uh allergies and so it may be something along those lines uh, Jennifer did specify that it's not prescribed, so that's that's fine. But if you if you still if you observe that this is the diet that your cat does well on, yeah. uh, then there's no reason to switch it if she's acting normal. Now Jennifer does say your cat the cat's very thin, so that's that yeah. could be an yeah. issue. But as long as the vet's monitoring her, you know some people are thinner than others. Some cats are thinner than others. You know not every I like a plump cat, but not every cat's plump. Some cats are thin. I like a skinny human. I'm not skinny. Uh, I'm not. I'm not fat, but I'm not skinny. Uh, and so uh, it's great because I, I'm with someone who's skinny, and that's what I like. But they don't like skinny. They like me. So it's uh, it's the same thing with cats. Some yeah. cats are just naturally skinny and and thin, and um and maybe that's good for your cat. But as, but that's a that's a real question for your vet to look yeah. at the cats condition their 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 blood work their whatever all those different tests that they run that's where you can get a real answer to that question yeah, uh, yeah
1: i agree i want to throw in the fact that she's very thin and that she's um that sometimes there's blood in her poop would be caused for me i mean yeah. as long as your vet knows these things and knows that she's on this diet and this diet seems to be working and your vet is okay with everything you're described then then i'm okay with it too but you know i am concerned if there's if you mm-hmm. did some trial and error, but you know she's very skinny, and we did have that blood, um, that's a little bit of a more serious issue. We don't really know what's going on, so let's just make sure there's not something brewing in there that's more yeah, serious. Yeah,
0: thank you. I worry, and I think you mentioned yeah. your cat has the little condition where it shakes and stuff, so that's prob- probably also affecting it. But yeah, I mean, it's this is a real question for the vet, and that's our our best recommendation. Because uh, it's not something that is, uh, that even a vet couldn't diagnose this kind of thing properly over the phone or over Zoom. They have to check the cat out. They have to do you know, whatever tests they have to do, salivary, urine, blood. They might want to see some of this poop. You know, they'll, they'll do all their tests that they need to do to determine what's going on with the cat. And that's that's the best recommendation. Because yeah. we say, you know, we want to pick, pamper, and protect the practically perfect cat. so it's it's really that um, it's really that that uh, to protect your pet properly part of that means regular routine vet checkups and visits not <coughs> sporadic ones uh, when the cat has a broken arm it's just a routine thing uh, that you can do that said I know somebody who had a very, very ancient cat, three of them, and he never took any of them to the vet even once, and none of them are, have even their, their shots. So, it can work, but when you have concerns about the cats, like this one, that's when you really need to lean on a vet. Ah, the CH cat is chunky. Okay, never mind. So, it's not the CH cat. The CH cat is nice and plump, so that's good. But, yeah, uh, but yeah take this one to the vet.
1: And Yeah, and if he's okay with that, um, course of action. I mean, it sounds like it's fine. The blood, I think the blood part worries me more than the thin part. Yeah. Like Justin said, you know, we're all different sizes. Um, you know, I'm I'm underweight. I'm always constantly trying to gain weight. <laughs> I'll, I'll slip under a hundred pounds if I get nervous. I know this is a problem that nobody feels sorry for me about everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it, you know, but it that has its issues too. So you don't want to be too thin. Yeah. You know, It was interesting that a lot of the vets are changing their their guidelines on you know the size of the cat because cats lose weight so quickly when they do get sick that they're Mm -hmm. kind of leaning towards now maybe having a little more um fat than they used to lean towards oh
0: yeah that's that's a good that's a good idea yeah definitely you know that's yeah nobody nobody pities you dr rachel uh it's like uh, like i said my it's it's exactly the same problem partner has is uh, you know trying to keep the weight on and i'm like right okay you're not getting any mercy for me i i you know i look at a carrot and i get i gain weight from a carrot from a vegetable you know <laughs> we're, we're, whereas you pig out and you look like an underwear model so nah, no 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 mercy <laughs> no pity for that but i understand that there are challenges and i and i know what they are because i see them i see them getting getting chilly very quickly and yes. other kind of Yes. And other kind of things, trying, trying to keep warm and, and all that. So I, I totally respect that. So the last thing to talk about on today's show is uh, happening uh, not next week, but like a week and a half from now on the 21st is World Meditation Day. So I, I actually do like to meditate. So I do meditate. Uh, it keeps me sort of grounded and it helps me a lot but uh some people have heard the story already but there is a meditation that you can do that actually requires a cat and it's really really funny uh, and it's uh it happened I think 400 years ago there was a monk in a monastery somewhere in China and he loved cats just like I do just like Muhammad the Prophet uh, did just like many other famous people in history did so he loved cats and uh, so he would you know, meditate and maybe I usually a cat on his lap and the other monks kind of saw this and they thought, right, the cat must be helping They, they, they just assumed this, they, this, they, he wasn't teaching this. The cat must be helping him transcend deeper and, and more profoundly and blah, blah. They invented all these stories around it to the point where they, they said they required a cat for their meditation technique. So I'm not, you know, going to teach the technique here because that's not the kind of meditation I do. But, um, but it, it's funny that this thing just spread. And so you had monasteries all over the Chinese uh, Himalayans that they were doing a meditation with cats. Who knows, maybe that's why a Himalayan cat came about. I don't know, but, um, but that, that spread until one of the successors uh, who was the head of the monastery was allergic to cats. So he got rid of this practice. And everyone accepted it because they thought, do you know, it's kind of a overcomplication to require a cat for every monk that's meditating. You, you got if you have 60 monks, you're gonna have to 60 cats, and that could be a lot to maintain. So they 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 eliminated that, and they and they figured out it took them I think about 200 years to figure out that this was all a myth. That the cats somehow not only have d- uh, domesticated humans and gotten us to embrace them, they've actually connived the monks, <laughs> the the spiritual meditating monks, to adopt them into their spiritual practice. Uh, so it took 200 years to dispel that myth, and then, so 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 before anybody like our friends who do the energy work uh, jump on my back, and then it only took another uh, 100 years or university studies, like I mentioned earlier, to prove that cats physically lower cortisol levels in a human, that's the stress hormone, they, they they help your brain waves. they help your hormones, they help everything out, so they reduce stress, they heal, they calm, and therefore, they do help you transcend easier and deeper because they take your stress away. And they do lots of other magical energetic things Uh, But we could talk about that another time. So when it comes to meditation, uh, I know some practices say don't have a a cat in in the house or whatever, but there's actually a a meditation that requires a cat and that's how it developed. And so I think that's a really uh, funny story, but I think it's also cool. I love it because I love cats and uh and so world meditation day is coming up in about on the 21st of may so let's think about that and let's uh meditate on our cats (laughs) or or google this technique you guys uh try it out and let me know how you get on with it because that would be really fun to to do as an experiment just for uh on world meditation day i know pam likes it because she's put little smiley faces there yeah and and i bet you if, uh, if she listens to it, our other friends who do the energy work would like, would love this story too. Um, and I know people who do Reiki, and they've said that cats, and this is on the energy level, so it's less scientific, but it still works, uh, will go to spots and sort of remove or dissipate the negative energy from those spots. So it could be on you, it could be on a, in an area of the house, And that females dissipate it and males kind of hold on to it more and tend to have more health issues because of that and so uh cats do energy work on that level so i don't know if you've ever heard that story if i've told you the story before um but do you ever do meditation
1: um i don't really meditate but i do love to do distance running and i find when i do distance Mm. it's a similar thing my my mind really wanders i think about things um i kind of get in my own world when i come back from a run i feel very very you know re- calm and refreshed and um thinking clearly so i think mm-hmm. it's a little bit the same thing yes oh
0: yeah 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 it's a, yeah. It could be it's a probably a moving meditation for you but yeah, i guess it doesn't yeah. involve cats
1: and i never that no, definitely doesn't involve cats but you know i'm not someone who re- wears a um you know a headset or the earbuds i mean I really i go out just me and the world and let my thoughts go and kind of lose myself in the run so there's definitely a meditative um quality to
0: aspect it. to it yeah for sure so jennifer says if i'm angry i pick up a cat and instantly oh, feel better.
1: Yes. absolutely Inst- yeah and stress relief yes
0: yeah. i don't think you can be mad and be holding a cat it's I, I, if it's possible there's some there might be something wrong with you because that's, uh, that's just an uh, impossibility. Now, I personally find it uh, impossible to be mad at a cat. So even if a cat is doing something like damaging the house or or when Emily was a kitten, she broke uh, uh, an antique jade Chinese puzzle ball from China. Now, if anybody knows what that is, that is extremely rare and valuable. That should have probably been in a museum, to be honest with you. But we had it. And and uh, never mind how we got a hold of this antique, 100% jade puzzle ball. That's like a sphere with a little ball inside. It's it's very it's nearly impossible to make anymore. Uh, very hard to find. Very expensive. Uh, should have been in a museum. And Emily broke it. Now I should have been mad at Emily, but I just I, but she looked at me with the owl eyes and 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 just
1: and she, she didn't know.
0: She didn't know. I just couldn't be mad at her. I couldn't, I picked her up and, you know, and and the spanking consisted of caressing her thighs and back quarters (laughs) and saying, Oh, Emily, you shouldn't have done that, but but caressing her. And that's the extent of my punishment. So it's really not punishment. Uh, so I don't find it possible to even be mad at a cat, even when they do something nasty or destructive or, or whatever. Um, not to say that I wanna you know, get bitten or scratched or whatever, but I, I just don't get mad at them. So if they're not doing anything like that and you happen to be in a state, whatever that state may be, angry, let's say, or upset, and you pick up a cat, can virtually guarantee that you will feel better and you will feel better pretty quickly, uh, which is why it's, in my opinion, so important that people get cats if they want a cat, even if they think they can't have one, not just because we have the cat population that needs lots of people to adopt them because of all they can do for you the human being you have a relationship that is symbiotic so there you go cats meditation uh we talked about a half a dozen different other things in the month of may that were relevant and, and popping up and of course uh we just recently had a coronation here of a new king his queen consort uh in England and uh it happened on a -er catterday coincidence I think not uh and it's um it's an it it was fun because you know female cats are queens as we know or and so uh so it happened on a on a -er catterday and so that's it that was the month of May. It's been an eventful month, a busy month, and it's gonna to continue to be uh, a rather uh, eventful and busy month with all of these awareness days that we have going on. So I think that's, uh, that's really cool. Um, so is there anything else you'd care to say or ask before we end today's show?
1: I would just say, you know, happy May. Now you know how to solve every May-based problem with or for your cat and, you know, enjoy the nice weather that May brings.
0: Thank you very much. So, Dr. Rachel, it's been awesome to have you again. We had a, a nice show full uh, packed with lots of little bits instead of one or two big themes. I think we might do one or two big themes in June. We'll see what comes up. We'll see how many thematic days I I can cool. become aware of. And, and then maybe we'll do another one of those. But I, I think June is going to start, you know, we kind of know what we're going to talk about. So because uh, of the hot weather coming up and some holidays with you know, boom booms and all that kind of stuff. So we know what we're doing. So it's been really good to, to catch up with you once again, Dr. Rachel. So I'm going to say goodbye and uh, we'll see you in a couple minutes. So, thank you everybody for joining us. This is Cat Lady Justin. This is the kitty boss where we pick, pamper, and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. I want to remind everybody that this has been a catch up with Dr. Rachel Geller, the cat behaviorist, who offers horror behavioral services absolutely free of charge. www.drrachelcatbehavior.com. D R R A C H E L C A T B E H A V I O R. Dr. Rachel Cat Behavior.com. It's free. If you're thinking of surrendering your cat, don't give Dr. Rachel a try. Go to her website, get a, get a consultation with her. It's free of charge. If you buy her book, 100% of the proceeds are donated to a local cat charity. If you're poor and you can't afford stuff, you can link to All Cats All the Time, ACAT, which is her charity, through the website and potentially get some funding to help with some supplies. So uh, don't forget to go to those sites. So as always, it's Cat Lady Justin. We'll see you real soon.